Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the Halo Corporation headquarters, I'll be your living computer, Dave Trumbor. <laughs> Joining me as always, my co-host, he's got invincible power, he's Sean Pilas. How's it going, Bob? Uh, uh, David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm all right. Uh, we're finishing up our CBS <laughs> super block here with a kind of bizarre episode. Bizarre show to watch. You want to yeah. give the listeners out there a little taste? Um, you're talking about Wildcats. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. Easily the best oh. part of the whole show. This screaming this, the title of it seventy five times. This amazing show. Now I have a question. Was this one just part of the CBS group that we wanted to do, or was it actually brought to us by another individual? Uh, I believe you know it was interesting because. A lot of what kind of spurred the idea of doing this CBS group was doing a little bit more research about Wildcats and finding out when it aired. And then we kind of backtracked from there. And so I believe the original person who mentioned Wildcats, uh, we are joined by this evening as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. We got the one, the only Evan Valentine. Hey, thank you for letting me on. And have you ever seen that scene from The Lord of the Rings? When Bilbo is talking, <laughs> I don't know with, where this is going. Uh, when Bilbo is talking with Frodo and he's crying and he says, "I'm sorry, I brought this ruin upon you." Ah, this uh, I'm Bilbo in this situation. Oh, That's why Sean <laughs> and, and I you are all crying. are Frodo, and we're just crying, constantly. Just crying constantly. Share about, the load. I did not. <laughs> you got to share that load, man. Share the I'm glad load. we could all share the load together. Oh my God! I wish I could throw this into a volcano. Just all, all 13 episodes of this fucking show. I think that's as good a segue as any to get us into the history of the show before, because we really want to dig into just what the hell's going on with Wildcats. And there's a lot to talk about. And even though there's not a lot that really happened, we have a lot to discuss tonight. So, Sean, why don't you give us a little bit of a tidbit of our history here? Uh, the team first appeared in 1992 in the first issue of Wildcats Covert Action Teams, published by Jim Lee's Image Comics. The half-an-hour animated television series based on the comics ran for one season and a total of 13 episodes in 1994. Pretty much all you need to know. As far as the show goes, Evan's here to kind of give us a little bit more of a background on the comics themselves, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit. There's actually a lot of differences between the comics and the show. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Lots lots more strippers, (laughs) guts, intestines, TNA... In the cartoon show meant for kids. In the cartoon yeah, show the comics meant were for a kids. lot cleaner. <laughs> bizarre. Uh, but no, obviously with being Image Comics and... What was it? Wildstorm Comics was the... Wildstorm was eventually... Uh, so, to give people a little bit of background on Image Comics, <laughs> it was, it so was originally kids. created by about maybe four or so hot shit artists at the time from Marvel Comics who decided to branch off into their own company after uh, propelling to stardom with uh, Spider-Man, Avengers, and various other properties that they thought, you know, we can do this, and we don't need writers. But the sad fact was, they really needed writers. <laughs> so one of, one of the comics that was created by Jim Lee, who is currently a uh, high up at DC Comics, was the Wildcats, which was part of the Wildstorm line, which was originally part of Image, but bought by DC, 
recently DC had its big rebooting of all of its series called uh, The New 52, right. which in a way was a platform for the Wildcats to enter into the DC universe, mm. getting their own solo mm. series mm. such mm. as mm. Grifter, Voodoo, and nobody else. But that was because <laughs> nobody else is interesting. <laughs> Just those two. But so far, they've continued to uh, flounder in the DC universe, and... Oh, no way. Yeah. Shocker, I know. Can't believe that. Can't believe that. Nobody really liked the Daemonites. Who would have thought? Oh, what a, what a great uh. segue into what the show is actually about. So a real quick synopsis here before we start to like kind of dig into this one. So Wildcats is about the universal war between two prehistoric alien races, the heroic Carabim and the evil Daemonites. <laughs> the end which i love how it's introduced it's introduced through like a narration into like a note like a note recorder for like the daily memo is like by the way this ancient war between two prehistoric alien races we're is fighting a world war. apart we're fighting a war I-, I thought that they had said caribou was the name of the race <laughs> and so i was like i was like fair enough you know i I'd get more it like... no it's just it's funny it's one of those things where like these two words are Clearly, just derived from like cherubim and demon, which is not too far from cherubim and daemonite. It's like so close to it that it's almost insulting to the intelligence <laughs> how close they actually are. And that pretty insulting. Like, look, when you look at either of these things, all right. When we look at the daemonites, I can be like, all right, kind of demonic. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit more. I do not look at these monsters and strippers and just be like, you guys are super angel. I never had that thought cross my mind. You didn't today. think that when you looked at Warblade? Warblade. Or Grifter? What a, or Zealot? What's in a name? <laughs> <sighs> I honestly, after watching this, I had more, I spent more time coming up with alternate names to call these characters than I think probably anything else. We usually do that on the show anyway, just kind of like for fun, but I'm curious to see what you got. Yeah. You want to really... hold that for the discussion? Oh, please. And surprise us with it? That'll be fun. Can't wait. That'll Can't be, wait. But, because I'm saying I want to hold it, mainly because I want to get into this theme song. I knew it. What are your thoughts? <sighs> what are your thoughts, buddy? I am so disappointed that this theme song exists. Okay. And that it is such an earworm. Yeah. That I have been singing in the car. Yep. For the last three days. Here's here's a pro tip from anybody out there who wants to start a podcast talking about terrible cartoons like we did. <laughs> Never, okay, ever listen to a theme song or watch a show more than like 24 hours in advance because something like this could happen to you. Wildcats! That'll happen to you, and it'll happen constantly throughout the day. In your sleep, at meetings, during, during your talk about your raise, this stuff is just going to happen. And you need to avoid that. So we just want to give you that, that warning ahead of time. Uh, all right, PhD candidate Sean Paul Ellis, what's your, uh, what are your overall thoughts on Wildcat's theme song? You know, it, it, it did a decent job of showing you sort of the, the cavalcade of characters sure. that you are going to see. And, and you're, you understand who the antagonist of the series is going to be. It's going to be Ghost Rider Jr., yep. <laughs> mashed up with Wolverine. Wait, how did you know Evan and that, I, how did you know that the gentleman with the flaming skull for a head and the long flowing cape was a bad guy? I don't know, just because skulls tend to represent evil. Yeah. We really we really have a hard time in our society of saying that like something with a skull head 
is going to actually be you know, a, a, a good spirit, you know, sort of, we don't really kind of understand in the same way that maybe like uh, the Mexican culture, no, sure, you know, yeah. embraces like Day of the Dead sure. or something like that. We see Flaming Skull and we're just like, oh shit, it's, it's either this terrible character that we have, um, Hell Spont. Hell Spont. Hell Spont. <sighs> God, what a... With a name like Hell Spont. <laughs> it's got to be joking. Not even, not even Hell Spawn. Hell Spont. Spont. It is terrible and so you you kind of see all these characters and quite honestly this theme song is great by virtue of the fact that it is like classic 80s kind of like scream ballad rock in your face it's almost as if this theme song is trying to convey the message i am garbage but you are gonna love this theme song to no end and i do because I have been screaming it, even at dinner tonight, before we began recording this, I am sitting there with my girlfriend, explaining to her about how I am going to be talking about this show, and she's like, what are you, you going to watch? Which is baiting. Oh, it's yeah. just baiting me at that point. <laughs> yeah, she knows. Because immediately I'm just going to be like, Wildcats! Wildcats! <laughs> she, just, she'll, she just looks at me and she's like, yeah, you, can, you, should, you should leave and go record mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you can it's probably excuse yourself. Best. Uh, I will say, I will say, other than them screaming wildcats at you about eh, 50 times, uh, the lyrics themselves, all three of us had different, <laughs> different ideas of what the lyrics oh, actually yeah. were. Is, I love this. I love this. So, I mean, as good a theme song as it is on, on the earworm stance, everything else fails miserably, I think. Uh, you don't know what they're saying. They just kind of mumble through stuff. There's terrible white rap in the middle of it. That's fun. Oh, vanilla ice kind of coming ice, through in like the mid part? Vanilla, vanilla oh. ice, like even worse. I'll be very angry if that guy isn't white, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's... Because he is. That is the whitest he rap deserves, I have ever heard. He deserves to be a white person rapping Well, like look, that. when you when you decide that... It, it, like in your line that you're coming out, you're being aggressive with this, yeah. and you decide that you're gonna write, you're gonna rhyme heroes with zeros. Mm. That really gives me an idea of what to expect from the rest that of the verse. That sets the it's bar just, right it's there. It's gobbledygook at that point. Like <laughs> such garbage, just hot fucking garbage. I don't know. That's a classic rhyme. That's how you. That's how you let everybody know that a white rap is coming. <laughs> Tough as nails when all else fails. Grammy time, baby. Yeah, Why didn't that, that reach really the golden? I kept. I thought they were gonna try to work hell in there somewhere, somewhere. But no, it never. It never shipped. Mm-mm. What do you think about the rest of the lyrics, there, Sean? Is there anything that, like, from the lyrics, that gives you a sense of what these characters are about? Like, how tough are they on a level from like invisible to invincible? Where, where are they? So there was one particular line that was sort of up for debate between the group. And so after they scream Wildcats at you five times, <laughs> the, the line, after they, after they just do Wildcats, like not for five times just to get that into your head, because you, you have to be in the right setting. This is the 10th time that they've screamed Wildcats at you. Um, fifth time in this verse, and they, they hit you with this line. And this is the correct line. We've got invincible power. Mm. Now, we had some internal debate between the group about what we actually heard. And so, uh, Dave, you heard what exactly? I, I didn't know, honestly. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> like, before that, they say, like, we're good against evil, but it just sounded like, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> just like that. It sounded like you said, I got a, I got a new weevil. Yeah, you, could be anything. <laughs> could be playing Pokemon Go, you got a new Weedle. It could be almost anything. 
Um, and then the second line when that came in, we got it. I didn't. I, again, I had no clue. So I just had to look up the lyrics to this. But you guys had different interpretations. So Evan, Evans might be my favorite because it, in context, it works. Uh, and I like right. I thought, yeah, I thought that they had just said, we got to get to full power. We got to get to full power. I love the translation. Yeah, because that own. was, that's what I believe. The Wildcats yeah. need to get to full power to fight in right. their shitty adventures and that nobody cares about. And it makes sense and concerning I... some of the characters, too. Sean's made more sense with the lyrics, but less sense in context. I hate the fact that knowing the lyrics and having read the entire theme song, when Evan said we've got to get to full power, I was like, well, maybe the maybe these lyrics are wrong. <laughs> exactly. Like, these, are, these are just internet lyrics, so we don't 100% know for sure. I don't know. Wikipedia. <laughs> that's that's not. No. If you, you look, can't trust that. If you look at the lyrics that I sent you guys, they have like weird text and like a gray outline, so they're clearly from some like Angel Fire page from. Let's like, call know. the president of CBS <laughs> and hash this get shit Chuck out. Get Laurie on the phone. Just figure out what. Hey, do you remember Wildcats? Who is this? How'd you get this number? Don't Just... worry about it. What are the lyrics to that theme song? <laughs> Clear up an argument that we have. So to Dave's point, yeah. mine makes sense, but it makes zero sense given the context of the song. Well, you wouldn't, I you thought wouldn't it know said... that until you'd watch the show. Like, it would make sense right. if the first time you're watching the show. I thought it said, we've got invisible powers, right. which is what I've been singing <laughs> all <years>. day. <laughs> For 20 years. And, I, and every time I sang that line, I got increasingly frustrated because I, cause nothing, about, <laughs> nothing about Wildcats, this covert action team, there's no covert nature. They're just wild at. And, like, and literally <laughs> everyone has a lot of weird powers that are never really defined, but none of them are invisible. Not one. None of, the, none of them none are of also them... invincible, I should point out, but that is right. the lyric. And none of them are cats. No, definitely. Real? Oh, we should explain. Like the rug was yeah. pulled out from under Rick. Guys, if you're listening, if you're like Wildcats, that sounds like that Goldie Hawn movie. Or that sounds SWAT like that. Cats. Or SWAT Cats. Or that sounds like that live action cheerleader TV series. Something that comes up on internet searches. Uh, no, this is none of those things. Like Sean mentioned in the history, the CATS, Wild stands for Wild. CATS is an acronym, sort of, for covert <laughs> action teams. 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 There's the, only one. There's one team, and then they climb and they an extra on the end. all refer to themselves as, like, you're a wildcat now. Yeah. You so are you're a, a wild covert <laughs> action team by yourself? Yep. Teams? Army of one. There's no I in teams, but no I of one. There's none of, no the, none of the characters know how to read, Dave. There's no <laughs> way. They were just humoring Reno Bryce when they Reno busted Bryce. into his apartment. All right, let's get into it. Do we have anything else <laughs> on the theme song? Now, let's get into this episode, because right. this is insane. This is an episode. So we're watching the first one of the 13, and it's called Dark Blade Falling. And if that isn't enough to get you amped, then I don't know what is. I need, I need more ominous names in episodes. Dark like, Blade Falling. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, that's the... That's the best you can do for your first fucking outing? This is your introduction. Not, you could have just fucking called it Wildcats, and everybody yeah. would have been like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Wildcats. Dark Blade falling. Why wouldn't they at least call it, like, number one, there isn't a Dark Blade. Number nope. two, no one's falling. Nope. Why, why wouldn't it just, just call it Warblade? Warblade enters or some shit. Yeah, would have made, a, a, Warblade would've made a ton more sense. Fantastic title. 
Dark Blade ah, Falling. Dark Blade Falling. It sounds like one of those things where you just jumble a bunch of, like, words in a bag and then pick a few out and just put them together. Or like a Mad Lib or something. Dark Blade Falling. Anyway, that's our title. And how are we... <laughs> <laughs> How are we introduced to this mess? Because we already told you in the synopsis, this, this whole thing is based on a war between two ancient kind of alien races, the good and the bad. That's pretty straightforward. We've seen it a number of times in other cartoons. We've seen it in Thundercats. We've seen it in Transformers, Dino Riders, a ton of different things. Right, so absolutely. How, how do they get that point across within the exposition of the show itself? A little person in a business suit. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Tiny man in a business suit. Tiny, Tiny man sneaking into a recorder in a business suit. to record the day's notes of Wildcats. Well-dressed, tiny little person named Jacob Marlowe, yeah. who uh, who happens to own Halo Enterprises. Oh. So you're saying Industrious. We, we open with him recording a memo to himself about the state yeah. of the world, basically. <laughs> I just want to make sure I have that straight. No, it was it was almost like a captain's log captain's to himself. Log. Like, yeah. He just he needs he needs to remember all this stuff to reflect back on it because it's not like he has. A living fucking computer right around the <laughs> goddamn corner. I can fucking just. Oh. I will say that like Evan was was talking earlier about. Um, we were talking offline about the voice acting in this show, mm-hmm. which is ninety percent terrible. But there are a couple of characters <laughs> who are decent, and Jacob Marlowe's uh, voice actor is, is pretty decent yeah. for what he He's the only one who wasn't high or drunk yeah. when they shoved him into the recording studio into the booth into the booth well, he, he just suit. had a very he had a very distinct voice with a with a pretty commanding presence he was he you was know? almost and like a something Perry like that White or a um something similar to that even the man not really a jim gordon but kind of something authoritative mm-hmm. a little bit more of a Correct. mentor but at the same time they kind of just do whatever they want to do without really listening to him so yeah yeah, yeah. what is he there for exactly money. oh the money the money yeah so yeah, mm-hmm. pay them bills at the end of the month. Yeah, pay those wildcat bills. <laughs> pay those damage bills from destroying <laughs> most of your city. Don't worry, nobody saw them destroy most of that city. They're covert. Yeah, we're covert. <laughs> nobody saw a 30-foot-tall purple and green monster. As he's screaming his name, <laughs> pointing where they live. And then get into a shuttle car and fly all the way back to Halo Enterprise. Oh, what was the name of their plane? The Merv. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even. I was so frustrated at this point. I didn't even stop to look. That at probably has that. a really stupid acronym. <laughs> it's probably like mobile shit. recreational vehicle or something. <laughs> Merv. I hate it. I don't even. Dude. If I'm wrong, internet. I don't even care at this point. We'll just we'll so, just plow through. So let's let's let the the big thing yeah. that happens is that we are introduced to the character that Evan has said. If we would have just named this after after Reno Bryce's. Uh, soon to become persona, yeah. his alias that he has, it would have been perfectly acceptable. It would have been a great introductory episode to title this as, but we are introduced to Reno Bryce. Reno Bryce, what Reno a fucking Bryce. name. <laughs> Reno Bryce is a great name because it definitely shows you that his mother gave birth to him on oh, a yeah. blackjack table oh, in yeah. the middle of Reno. <laughs> yeah. On the table. I'll name you Reno. <laughs> like she upped the bet with the pregnancy. <laughs> She's like, I raise you a baby. And you're like, well, I gotta take that bet. But do you think she won or do you think she lost? It's the real moral of the story. I think everybody lost. Yeah, we all lost. Uh, we all fucking lost. So, and that's one. the story of how Reno Bryce ended up a steroid infused computer. <laughs> Com- 
guy. Worker. Is that really what he did? What did I he, don't think. What is he doing? He's, he's like Geek Squad. He's, he's like just Geek Squad. I it wish up. I had looked at his, the door frame. He had the whatever. It said his name on the door, but it didn't say what his occupation was, which well, made so, it even weirder. So we see Reno, who's just, he's got kind of this long hair, kind long of. Long green hair. Green That's hair. natural. Natural green hair. Natural green hair. Super tight white t shirt, and he's just like super taking, tight. Taking a blade to what looks like a giant motherboard or computer chip in 1994 could have been the same uh and then there's just like weird dudes in trench coats walks in there like reno bryce computer specialist you're like all right this is, this is a little weird so far let's see <laughs> yeah what i guess so they literally just straight up say to him you are reno bryce to which he answers who are you clowns and then they say mr bryce you're an artist with the blade and then he just escalating things to the nth degree says not only that, I also happen to be a black belt. <laughs> and then a crazy and kind of jumps fight. across the table across in the a manner out of that almost defies physics. Yeah. Like he's in a prone seated position and he like does like a flying kick across <laughs> the gone, table. He's gone, man. He's coming <laughs> across the How the fuck the does that? This imagine I would I would love to know the backstory of what led to this moment because Sean, you're you're a computer guy. You're pretty you're like an artist with the blade, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I don't have no idea. Let's, let's say you're at work. It's just a general casual day at work. People come in, they ask who you are, they confirm who you are, and then they compliment you. Is your reaction to freak the fuck out and dive out the nearest window? No. Okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. Never. What? That would, that would be, Even if that'd you be lived in very a world, weird. What if you lived in a world where there was a galactic war between two prehistoric aliens? Oh, then totally acceptable. Oh, then it's okay. okay. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. If Dave's going in this direction. A, uh, a secret war between uh, two groups of people that nobody else in the world knows about? Apparently not. I can then respond in such a manner where I high kick, where I like almost do like a, like a Liu Kang bicycle kick across the table. Sure. Ridiculous. So that's... That's what Sean, if you're faced with that situation, uh, that's what Sean's going to do. It's almost like, it's weird. It's almost like you would expect it to be like Neo when he's first approached to like have that kind of like calm sort of, oh, what's going on reaction. But this guy just takes it to like 11. You know, if Neo had long green hair for whatever reason uh, and a tight, tight white t-shirt. So tight. So tight. Mm. And a name like Mm. Reno Bryce. Reno Bryce. How on earth did they come up with this character? (laughs) How did all of these different aspects of life get smushed into Warblade? <clears throat> Your explanation was pretty good for Reno's birth there. I'm, I'm going to look at that. <laughs> but what's, so what's, what's the... Why is everybody after Reno Bright? Because as we soon find out, uh, as Marlo uh, narrates, the Wildcats, Covert Action Team, are also looking for the last member of their team who happens to be Reno Bryce. So why is everybody after this guy? What's going on? Because he's a he's a caribou. Oh, he's, he's a, a caribou, caribou like caribou. he's a caribou like Better everybody get some else. Coffee from Caribou Coffee, <laughs> sponsored by sponsored by Caribou Coffee. Warblade special. So he's a he's a caribou, yes. correct? Sure. Uh, along with everybody else, and so it turns out that uh, caribums, that particular race of people, if you're a descendant from them, you can evidently be possessed by a daemonite. And so it's in the Daemonite's best interest to capture you and then put a host inside your body. So slapping a big M on the forehead. <laughs> it reminded me of MTV's The forehead. Head. Oh, yeah, similar to that. Yeah. Except rather than like climbing through your ear or your 
flesh that you have to climb through a weird sticker they put on your forehead. Yeah. Uh, a question from the comics and maybe something I missed from the cartoon. This is jumping a little ahead in, this, in the show, but um, they can also use humans as hosts, right? Yeah, no. Primarily, I thought that especially in the scene where like the doctors and police Policemen. officers and various other people are walking towards them, that those were just regular humans that were being possessed by the miniature green shit bags that were <laughs> terribly designed yeah they, <laughs> so look the like, they look like horned toads uh it's like slightly bigger all green they just look like toads they kind of like look like six eyes they look like green hairless critters remember critters yeah. like if you shaved, oh. if you took a critter Ugh. and shaved it and then painted it green and then shoved it in somebody's forehead welcome to wildcat <laughs> you're all set you're all you know you know everything you need to know <laughs> So if somebody tries to do that to you, definitely jump out the nearest window. Um, so, that's, so that's why they've got Reno Bryce, right? So Wildcats are trying to recruit him because he's a descendant of the ancient Caribim, and he probably has some sort of powers that they can awaken, spoiler alert, by turning him into a fucking monster. Um, <laughs> the Daemonites are just looking for all the Caribim so they can, like Sean mentioned, so they can take them over as hosts, and that way they have a more powerful ally on their side, and they rob the Caribim of a powerful ally uh, on the right. opposing team. So that's kind of how that works. And then humans are caught in the middle by the Daemonites who use them as hosts, but Caribim have kind of been able to blend into the populations and they look human, even though I've never seen anyone who looks like these particular humans. <laughs> this is a great time, I think, to talk about the rest of the team members because they all show right. up and try to rescue Bryce. So where do you want to start, Sean? Well, I want to <clears throat> start with the dialogue because the dialogue okay, that occurs in this, because every single thing that is said is, is just amazing. like... Is amazing. <laughs> ha- Everything, every single thing that is said from this point forward for like the next, I want to say like five lines has to be, has to be punctuated with somebody's name as if they've never met for the first time so that you, the audience right, right. can understand who these dum-dums are. Right. You know, you, you have, uh, what was it? Um, you've got like Frederick's a Hollywood ninja, uh, <laughs> zealot. So lingerie ninja. Lingerie yeah, ninja. Lingerie, okay. lingerie, lingerie ninja, not, zealot. Not Psylocke. Yeah, exactly. No, so not we've got we got, got red Psylocke. or katana. Red Psylocke. Red Psylocke. Slash Wonder uh, Woman. <laughs> right. Uh, got a guy with a bag over his face. <laughs> it's more of a bandana. His locks so, are kind of free in the breeze. But did you know that yeah, in he, the comics, that's actually advanced technology and I, shit? I, like, I remember reading that, and I gave up on it. <laughs> like it legit. He puts it on, and it's like the Iron Man mask. Yeah. Like it's oh, like a heads up, but it's just like a cloth. There's no. nothing special it's a about it. Bandana with the yeah. holes cut in it. It's like a Halloween costume. His guns He's... are so stupid. They don't make any sense. <laughs> we brought Evan on this episode because we knew Fuck. he was gonna have so much passion. It's just they look like brass knuckles. They fire at one point. He fires ice from them, and it's never explained. On a lava monster. <laughs> Fire the ice on a lava monster and freezes his that's, hands together. That's always like uh, that was slag, by the way. Oh God, slag! Yeah, uh, uh, no, it's like, and this is what I like. This is a common nitpick with just these cartoons in general, which is the idea of like the laser gun that just does that, just everything. And then with the zealot, it's like the character who holds swords who can never use them for anything. Like she has to jump in and just kick people. Or That's she's her. just she's just like tied up in a weird fetishistic position. Can't actually reach. Boy is like she. Yep. Boy Ooh. is she. Boy is she. Boy howdy. <laughs> so we've got bag over his face, Grifter. Yep. Bag face. Uh, 
We've got uh, we've got a boring robot Spartan. True. He a, is super uh, fucking boring. He is super. God, I wish we were talking about the second episode. <laughs> We'll, we'll tease that for now. We'll get, we'll get a couple mentions in at the end here. We've got uh, we've got Hulk Junior, yep. otherwise known as Maul. Purple, purple uh, Hulk. Purple Hulk. Purple Hulk. Yeah. Purple, purple, purple Hulk. He's like a green weird combination, on. like Great Bape and the Hulk. Yeah, he's... like if they had a baby and it was hairless. And like he also horns. has horns coming yeah. out of his back slash shoulders. Short of shoulders, his traps. Maybe? He, they do he looks. He looks like if everybody in the world uh, chewed like a, a huge hunk of grape flavored hubba bubba mm. and then spit it into like one location and then you put a croissant on his back <laughs> and it just got it just got moldy in weird places yep. green mold and that's be a superhero like. <laughs> do it fight the demonites welcome to the wildcats <laughs> you are mold gum and then and then we have uh and then we have modestly dressed and her name isn't really talked about until the very end uh voodoo modestly dressed modestly dressed like she's she's wearing tight clothing but she's, it's not as like let's not as poured into that not, let's put it this way she's poured into it but I'm not seeing but I'm not seeing side vagina like I am no, with that's fucking fair, that's fair. Frederick's a Hollywood ninja no, that's true there's no <laughs> stubble action going on you're you're seeing, yeah she but she's basically painted on her costume is painted on if you've ever seen anybody everybody's like, full body everybody's thing, costume everybody is. is painted on i can only every... count the number of times i saw maul's dick throughout the episode <laughs> as he grew constant. larger it's constant. constantly the only person in this entire group that has clothing that at least has like a little bit of flow to it is grifter's jacket and you yeah. feel like this is just a relic that he's not been able to give up from like the human persona that he has you mean the one that he stole from gambit Presumably, yeah. Okay, sure. Just want to make sure. Yeah, that's definitely mm -hmm. Gambit's jacket turned inside yeah. out. I mean, even Warblade, like it, it may have well just been like War Crotch Shot, because I mean that guy is just packing a tight piece in that. It is <laughs> yikes. It is it, it is frightening. So what, well, no, because because Evan brought. Don't pin it on me. You're, no, you're everyone has the whole idea. Look, you can't avoid. You're the Maul. one that said you could see Maul's crotch the entire time, Maul. and you counted the number. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> now, is this, now did I hear is, is his name Maul or is it Balls? No, it's it's Maul's balls. Maul's balls. Maul's balls. balls. That's actually when he gets in trouble. That's one of his uh, when last he when he grows, quote unquote. Uh -huh. He gets angry, and you have to do something to alleviate the pressure. Oh lord! <laughs> 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 well, Shake weighted out. Thank God this isn't a video podcast. Uh, <laughs> so basically, what we're saying is, Wildcats is a team of monsters and strippers. At this point, it's essentially <laughs> monsters and strippers mm -hmm. with really bad dialogue. Here's a great example of the dialogue. So we've got uh, Zealot, who's a lingerie ninja, and she's talking to Grifter, who's Bagface. So she says, "Do not rely on that contraption, Grifter. Remember your training in the Caribbean art of war." To which uh, Grifter replies, Just remember who saved your neck the last time you went up against these guys. And I'm pretty sure he calls her Zealot at least 50 times. So yeah. just a terrible example of terrible dialogue. So at this point, I, we've got everybody kind of like in this alley. And Reno Bryce is smashed between them. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. But he is a black belt, so he's got that going for him. He jumped. They're in an alley, and these, these trench coat guys are coming down and creeping after him. All right, then we got a uh, purple hubba bubba croissant guy mm -hmm. coming over, trying to fight him. And then he looks around and there's nothing there. And I love the fact that in these backgrounds, you can always tell where they're going because there's one item that's highlighted. Mm -hmm. there, it's like a red like a brick key. building. Yeah. And then it's like a bright blue door. And it, it may have well have just said like, 
you're almost a wildcat. Go in this door. <laughs> and he would... Oddly enough, but that's also, how the video if, game works. If you're going to do it, ninja kick your way through the door, which he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just basically kicks his way into a door. Oh. Look, but I will say that that's like the first sensible thing that he does. Like, that's the first thing that I'm like, okay, this makes sense. There are monsters, strippers, weird alien trench coat frogs everywhere. Probably get the fuck out. That makes mm. sense to D- me. Yeah. But what like happens he's... before he takes off, though? I feel like something happens plot-wise that's pretty important. All the humans show up that are possessed well, by the Well, that too. I mean, I mean, normally when fights and stuff like this happen, we don't really talk too much about the fights, especially in this show, because it's just kind of like generic laser blast action. The only one that's kind of interesting is Maul, because he grows to, like, enormous sizes. That's pretty cool. But no, right. the, uh, the trench coat guys... Oh yeah, the trench coat guys throw a amazingly easy to see disc that is radiating red energy into uh reno bryce's tight tight white t-shirt that apparently had a pocket that literally how could he not feel that against his skin it was like a frisbee it's a frisbee it was like a light up glow in the dark and they spend a solid minute of the 20 minutes just showing the disc fly into the pocket yeah so I, like it it, it so to give everybody context, so there's this there's this confrontation in the alley. Uh, Reno Bryce kicks in this door. Then all of a sudden, like smash cut to like Bryce. Reno Bryce is up on the top of the building and he's cornered. The rest of the Wildcats are looking up at him. All right, and uh, like creepy Damonite flashers with trench coats are like up there and they're getting ready to to like I don't know presumably abduct him. And so in this moment, Wildcats are like, oh shit, we got to get up there. So Spartan. Just as, like boring robot flies up to the top, Iron Man style, <laughs> and he gets he gets up there, and it you know like when you watch those YouTube videos of those like trick shots with people with like beer pong, and like they knock it up, they like they like ricochet off like twenty things inside their house. It's almost like a Rube Goldberg machine, like the way that it falls down and then it just like sinks into the cup. This is what trench coat flashers did. With Reno Bryce's tight white T-shirt, like they just like they just like flipped it, just like just like a little like flipped it, and it just like sank, bam, right down in there. Money shot, amazing, a good shot. And honestly, it it sounds silly. It sounds like oh well, that's just a tracking device, gonna track him to see where he goes and blah blah blah. It actually plays into the plot pretty heavily. So this was like something they literally just had to like ham fist into Reno Bryce's tight tight (laughs) pants. (laughs) So. So at this point, the Wildcats pretty much have the upper hand, right? They've rescued Reno Bryce. Maul has grown a hundred times his size. And he basically... This like, is so horrible. This is oh, like keep saying, wait, you just said, he, oh, you have to ram it in there. And then Maul grows hundreds of times his size. Yes. No. It's very, it's very sexual. On a team of monsters and, monsters strippers, and strippers, things get really sexual <laughs> and graphic. And there are places in the internet where you can find them. One of them is wild. Sure. Uh, mm. So Maul basically what knocks out one of their like their flying their ships, right? Yeah. Knocks it out of the sky, but they take off and they go back. Is this where we meet uh, Hellspawn or not yet? Uh, we don't think we have yet. I don't think we have met. We we haven't met him yet. Okay, yeah. so this is because, the, this is the interaction because this between is, this the is the moment where we Bryce. take Reno Bryce right. and we bring him back to uh, to Halo Enterprises. Right. So he's got to meet um, Marlo. He's got to explain just what the is going on uh and we have to have this terrible piece of dialogue where you know they're kind of debating like whether or not you know bryce is like he's he's one of them or like 
whether or not you trust somebody or something like that. And, and <clears throat> bag, bag face at some point just, he just, this is the best because it's a line of dialogue and then it's a move. So you have to, if it's anything, it's worth watching this. So at this point, Grifter just goes, well, when you're like Zelda and I and you fought the Daemonites long enough, you don't trust anyone. And then he poses up like with his shoulder, like bat, like he's like it's a glamour shot <laughs> yeah. photo at a mall. Yeah. And he just like posts up like, huh, like arms crossed across his chest and then like pivots one leg out and kind of like leans up against Zealot, and she's like, I don't know who the fuck you're <laughs> And she just, like, walks out of frame. <laughs> I don't know this so guy. Many, there are so many wonky movements in here. If it was, like, if it was something like Deadpool where they were trying to, like, break a fourth wall, it would kind of make sense. sense. But this was just yeah. now. It's just bad direction, bad <laughs> art, bad animation, bad everything. But it's so bad that it's just kind of fun to watch. It is. So this is where I we get to meet that. another as... How, Sean, how did you describe Voodoo's appearance? I said modestly dressed modestly because dressed. So this we weren't seeing like all her parts. She's she's covered. She's covered. She's you know, covered. it's skin tight, mm-hmm. skin tight, but she's covered. You're seeing like literally every everything just every nook and cranny. All cranny. So now we meet Void, who is right. pretty much as modestly dressed. She just happens to be a living computer. Right. A silver floating woman. Cannot sexualize a computer. Giant That's, breasts. I don't know what. Believe me, I've tried. I mean, the purpose is <laughs> Japan is still trying. It's still trying. Uh, so I don't understand the design of Void, but I mean, whatever. I guess it kind of works. So well, well, the writers and creators of the show clearly were like, we need another fucking boys? boring oh, okay. robot hmm. to play off Spartan's boring, terrible vomit of exposition <laughs> that he's delivering at any given time so let's shove in void we haven't even talked about spartan really i mean sean mentioned like an action thing that he did but everybody else you kind of get a sense you kind of get the sense that like grifters sort of like the gambit he's kind of a hot shot he's a shooter he's got the trench coat zealot's kind of like this uh, ninja assassin kind of thing Salad, wonder woman yeah thing voodoo we haven't really talked about yet she's quote-unquote modestly dressed uh, but she's sort she's of like, like a Jean Grey. She's well, I, thought, I thought she was yeah. She's like Jean Grey mixed with Jubilee because she's like the yeah. inexperienced one. She's younger. She even says like literally out loud later in the episode, "I wish I was a fighter like everyone else." Even though there's no one fucking around her. Yeah. Um, way way to be covert. Yes. Covert. <laughs> she's she's, she's sneaking, sneaking around an enemy base, and voicing her inner thoughts. Um, <laughs> like, a, like a teenage emo child. But so we haven't really talked about Voodoo much. She's got a weird thing going on with Maul. Which is interesting. That's that mm. monster stripper combination again. Voodoo, correct me if I'm wrong, was actually a stripper in the comics. Yes, Voodoo was a stripper in the comics. Uh, I don't recall how old she was supposed to be, but uh, yeah, just old enough. Just old, just old enough. Because you know that edgy, <laughs> that edgy image comics. We're better than Marvel and DC because our characters are strippers. <laughs> Our sixteen-year-olds are also strippers. They're also strippers. Jesus. I love, I love, I love the idea yeah. of like making something edgy. Is like we made them a sex worker. Yeah. They're like, ooh, you've never met a sex worker before, have you? A world's oldest profession. Ooh. I would like to think that they just had when they were pitching Wildcats, they had a big like board where they were like strippers, <laughs> monsters. They just literally went to the strip club. <laughs> And we're like, well, there's half our team. It's like, who are you? Who are you pitching to? You're pitching to the strippers. Hey, you guys want to be voodoo? Like, <laughs> just whatever. Uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm shaking, I'm shaking my head so hard at, at 
but, her backstory, at Voodoo's backstory. But you guys can already kind of like see these characters in your head without ever having seen them on screen. And then we've got Spartan, right? Spartan, right. he looks kind of like he's going to be like the Cyclops, like he's mm-hmm. going to be the Captain America. He's going to be the, the guy to go out ahead and lead the team and be, you know, the first one in, the last one out kind of guy. But he's just kind of vanilla. Like everything he, every line of dialogue he delivers is very robotic and monotone. And it's just like, there's nothing to it. It's just very odd and very kind of like stilted. And there's a good reason for that. Well, I, I want to bring this up. The fact that the living computer yeah. void has more personality, <laughs> emotions, and inflection than the cyborg Spartan that we have that leads this team. Right. So we don't find out that he's a cyborg until a little bit later on where one of these little creepy shaved critters tries to jam itself into his forehead, knocks itself out because he's not human. He's a cyborg. Um, yeah. Man, what a great time to talk about the second episode in this series. Um, I don't remember its title right now. I think it's Heart of Steel. Heart of Steel. Heart of Steel, yeah. where it focuses on it focuses on Spartan and his romance with a woman named Garen. 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 Look. Garen. Garen. There's amazing dialogue between Spartan and Garen. Garen. In that episode, there's a line where he literally says, "Garen, look at me." I am made out of titanium alloy and 30 inorganic components. So if that does something for you, <laughs> check out the second episode. But that's all I'll say about that. Well, I want to say I love, I, I just to follow that up with this, this episode with Karen, I love the fact that she then tries to pitch to him that her company has made advances in technology and that she can turn him back into the man that she once fell in love with. Come on, ladies. Just, if you don't love him now, you're not going to love him later. Look, and, and honestly, like, Karen, like, let's think about this for a second. You basically Come on, Karen. 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 You <laughs> basically Garen. got, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger in front of you, right? So, yeah, he's a little, like, his voice is a little weird, whatever. Dude's, like, built like a brick shit house. The guy, the body that he used to be in was, like, some weird little, like, nerdy kind of pencil neck dude. Like, come on, Karen. 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 Get yourself. Karen. Karen. Uh, this concludes our new segment called Karen's Relationship Corner. Karen. <laughs> Karen, just let him go. Let him go. He did. He actually let her go. Spoiler alert. All right, let's get back into this one because Reno Bryce is still Reno Bryce and we can't let that alone for too long, right? So he's met Void, a living computer. Marlo has explained what this, this freaky situation is sort of all about. And they also give him like a crash course in alien genetics. And basically say, like, look, you are descendant of the Caribou, and we're pretty much just going to, like, awaken your powers, more or less, whether you want to or not. Oh, yes, very much They don't so. really give him a choice. No, no choice whatsoever. They what turn him mean? into a horrifying monster. Every, every, you either have fought this alien war for thousands of years, like uh, Grifter and Zealot, mm-hmm. and then I think Spartan, who was kind of, like, created in process. Um or you were a normal human being, as so far you, as you thought, and then you were turned into a monster by this living computer woman. Uh, so, like, Maul was just a normal guy, and then they awakened his caribbean powers, and now he's, like, this giant freakazoid. Voodoo was a stripper and then just became a... Super guy. stripper. A super stripper. She's still a stripper. Yeah. Nothing will ever change that. No, nah, still She'll a, always be a stripper. Still a stripper. So, now we've got Even when she over. doesn't need the money, she'll be a stripper. Yeah, it's fun. To stay in shape. Of course. It's good exercise. Yeah. Um, and you meet. So, <laughs> so, Reno Bryce. Dude's in shape. He's huh? skilled with a blade. He's a black belt. I mean, do you really need to turn him into a monster? Right, right. So, yes, he you becomes, do is the answer to that. Question. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, like, how would you describe 
his monster. His monster? This, this car- the, yeah, this, what does this he look like? carabum that he becomes. Uh, he looks like... If you, if you have, like, a coil of, uh, like, a metal cable. Okay. And uh, you know how, like, if you have your, your phone cord or whatever and it gets knotted up? Sure. Right, it's in your yeah. pocket. He looks like that, but as metal cable. Hmm. So he looks like a knotted, tangled mess of metal cable. He looks like a, he looks like sort of like the the like the massive wires and cables that are behind your television. Right. Also combined with the idea of some being somebody being like, let's make a T one thousand, but wait wait wait, let's only do it to his hands. But only his like his fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't only forget the green ponytail All that needs ponytail. to be there. And he look oh, he looks God. like you know when someone goes into like a hair salon, but they're real old, so most of their face skin is like hanging down to begin with. But they yeah, get like yeah, that yeah. real tight ponytail that like jerks their face back so it looks like their eyes are about to pop out of their fucking skull. That's what yep. he looks like because his hair and his face is now permanently pulled back by whatever metal clawed contraption is holding his skull together. I don't know what they've done to this man. Welcome to the team! But he's terrible. <laughs> Everybody's like, welcome! Wildcats! Wildcats! <laughs> you wanted to be one, right? What is a wildcat? What is, what's happening? Shut up now. <laughs> Shut up now! You're a, Be a monster. Cat. Now, let's, like the rest of us. Let's say, let's say we throw this question over to Grifter. Grifter, what would you say, Reno Bryce? Now look, what's the first word that comes to mind? It looks like a regular old war blade. Oh, a just a regular old, old war blade. Just a regular just old a war blade. Regular old war blade. War blade. Just, just, just your basic war blade that you could run down to a target and just pick up a war blade. During the war. I think I think that company Oxo makes war blades. They're just they're pretty cheap. <laughs> so it looks like a Chinese made, made, but you know you get a, you you pay for what you so get. Reno Bryce looks like a cheap Chinese made monster. Is what you're <laughs> war blade. Now here's one of my favorite moments from this entire episode. Uh, as soon as they force this man to become a monster and and basically make him work with this team because he cannot go back to his job looking like a, a freakazoid like he does. So no. There's a great moment where Zealot says uh one of her compatriots she says you can't force someone to be a wildcat grifter you you just did you just fucking did you just did <laughs> just did. because he, he runs doesn't he run away at this point yeah he runs yeah. to a construction site but i really i really would have <laughs> liked i really would have liked to have seen him leave the team permanently <laughs> and try to go back to his job on the geek squad in a best buy just wearing a suit and like and busting like, through it with just, his war blades just edward scissor handing everything <laughs> oh you need norton Whoa. antivirus Ooh, let me fix that for you well let me trim your shrubbery <laughs> your topiaries to dave's point i love the fact that like he runs away and like his dawson's creek moment is to go to a construction <laughs> site <laughs> to think about his life as a monster <laughs> This immense really makes me think about what my life has become. These rivets remind me of my mother. I don't want to wait for our lives to be Have over. Have I ever told you I was birthed on a blackjack table? <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, lady, you just gave birth to a regular old war blade. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It'll come into play later in his life, I'm sure. An alien war. Blackjack. That's the game. <laughs> so Warblade's out crying at a construction site for some reason. Now is where we get to Lord Hellspawn. Oh, Lord And Hellspawn. his random oh, lieutenant, a four-armed, one-eyed werewolf. 
I'm not making that up. It's literally a four-armed, one-eyed werewolf. I don't know what yep. his name is. Nothing sexual about that. Kid. No, they're, until later. <laughs> not until later. Until later. Because that happens. That's a thing that happens. <laughs> That's a thing that happens. Yikes. Oh, I still God. see it when I close my eyes. So this is, this is where we get sort of the angle from the Daemonites. We see that there's a hierarchy. We see that Lord Hellspawn is kind of obviously in charge of them and what their plan is. So they want to, they want to grab him and uh, turn him into one of their own. Which, right. spoiler alert, they do. So, that happened. Yeah. They basically just like overpower him, cram a sticker on his forehead, and a demon frog jumps through it, and now he's a Daemonite. That's the end of our episode. Let us <laughs> never speak of it again. Join us next week. Join us next week. <laughs> and I love, okay, so let, let's talk about some of the logic and stuff in here, some of the powers that Void has, because much like Grifter's random-ass guns that can do everything, mm-hmm. Void can apparently do mostly everything whenever they need her to. So she can track, um, she can track Bryce, because he's got, like, Caribbean DNA. So once they kidnap him, she can track him north to the Arctic Circle, where the uh, Daemonite ship called the Behemoth is currently just, like, hanging out. So they're like, you know what? Let's go get Bryce back. Even though he left the team, even though Grifter doesn't trust this guy, especially not in a firefight, let's go, let's go get him. Oh, let's rescue him. We're totally not walking into a trap. Everything's going to be totally fine. We're a covert action team. Let's just jump in there. How's that, how's that go? Does it go well? Uh, no, it goes very poorly. It goes unbelievably poorly as you would expect they immediately get captured immediately. like immediately within like two the, seconds the funniest fucking thing is that like void's power not only to be able to track these guys she's just like i'm just gonna teleport you y'all like wherever you need to go and like don't worry that marlo is over here like hold on let's actually think about this for a second they're like no no we're good we got this little man she teleports them basically right into a trap they all get like strung up by like omega red's tendrils mm. except for yeah. Except for Voodoo, Voodoo. The modestly dressed stripper who gets chucked through <laughs> through like an air vent by Maul. <laughs> oh, that was pretty great. He bodily just like picks her up with one hand and just throws her through the roof. It was pretty great. Um, so she is now they're literally like their only hope. And smartly enough, after she's done voicing her inner thoughts about how she wishes she was a better fighter and blah blah blah, nobody cares. She's like, I should go find Warblade. He can probably help. Which Listeners, you'll remember at this point, Warblade is now playing for the other side against this. Well, she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that, and that's fair. I think that was actually like a decent point. She's like, all right, can't do this on my own. Let's go find Warblade. We'll come back and get the team. Makes sense. Yeah. Problem is. It's a sound. It's it's actually, out of everything that's happened so far in this episode, it's the first sound plan that's actually been brought up. Correct. The first thing that actually kind of makes sense, given all the bullshit that's already happened. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everything else has been unbelievably spontaneous and destructive and poorly thought out. Nobody has talked. And I guess this is what I, you know, we've talked about this with other cartoons. And Evan, I know that you were on our X-Men episode. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like every time everybody went into the fray, nobody talked or coordinated. Even if they had said dialogue like, team, uh, as we rehearsed, exercise alpha sure. you know mm-hmm. and then they like battle battle sequence beta you know or like something like that just to indicate that like look we we are a team we've rehearsed this like we know what we're doing we each have our strengths and we we're gonna play to that in this case again no communication whatsoever no, these people it's it's almost as if they are entering into every battle with the sole purpose of 
Let me see if I can kill more of these Daemonites than you. I really don't care if you die in this battle as long as I come out with a high score. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, my, that's what I'm going for. At least that's what I got from Bagface. <laughs> oh, Bagface. That was Bagface. Yeah, boring boring robot priority. didn't give... Yeah, boring robot didn't give a fuck. Like he could no, not. He didn't care because honestly, he, like, he just... couldn't be possessed anyway. So he was just like, well. I'm Can just... everyone remember the? You know, with a lot of comic book teams, they all have various chart like things that they yell when they charge into battle. Ah, uh, yes, of, right. Avengers assemble, uh, Titans together, uh, you know, things of that nature. What did the Wildcats say when they? Oh, they say some things. What was their choice? <laughs> choice uh statement in this one that was uh wildcats was it let's roar or just roar wildcats <laughs> roar way, which they're... again is completely counterintuitive to the fact that they're covert <laughs> yell as loud as possible so everyone knows where we are and at all times a uniform designed by a crossing guard <laughs> And then in these moments, they're like, oh, I can't believe we walked right into that trap. I mean, you just on, let man. everybody fucking know that you showed up out of a portal in the sky, <laughs> asshole. Now keep that in mind, because remember that uh, glow-in-the-dark frisbee that they threw into a uh, tight, tight pocket mm -hmm. in the episode that will come back to pocket. Tight, tight pocket frisbee. Mm -hmm. Tight, tight pocket. Remember that. <laughs> they hammered it in there. So, uh, most of the team is tied up in a weird fetish position. They're about to get invaded by creepy green forehead frogs. This is a, this is a kid's cartoon show, by the way. Remind me. Uh, meanwhile, Voodoo has tracked down Warblades. So that's going to work right. out fine. Oh shit, except Warblades working through the other side. Mm -hmm. What? And all of a sudden he's decided that he's going to fight. So now these two have a quick little fight, but actually it's kind of a cool moment where Voodoo gets to use her power. So she not only, I love the fact that she literally just rips the sticker off of his forehead, <laughs> which come it's on. That easy. Man. You that are easy. an yeah. ancient intergalactically traveled alien race bent on. Galactic domination, and the best technology that you have is a forehead stick. The Daemonites just woke up one day. Oh shit! Look at all these stickers. Good thing we found all of them. Now we can jump into people's brains. All of them, they, they they lived in an old timey universe, populated by old timey radio. <laughs> you no, know, nineteen twenties. I get really concerned when I hear Evan speak like a snake oil salesman. <laughs> that he's the one who pitched and sold these shitty. I brought it to the alien to world. Him. Hello, Damonites. Here's a whole bunch of stickers. If you need to invest in this people's foreheads, here's a whole bunch of stickers. I actually just bought a bridge from Evan, which is pretty cool. Uh, Intergalactic so conquest is your game. Then Evan Valentine is your name. Come here and give me some of your. <laughs> It works. What it currency works. do you all use on this planet? Oh, do you use stickers. money or coins? Stickers I would like some of those. <sighs> but so Warblade, okay, so they, they fight a little bit. She rips a sticker off his forehead, but that's not enough. She has to do this weird, like, psychic, telekinetic mind meld mm -hmm. kind of thing. They basically, like. Yeah, Jean Grey. She, she Jean Grey's it up. She Jean Grey's it up. She, she, she phoenixes it. Yep. it. Phoenixes. She knocks this little frog creature uh, out of his brain, and he conveniently runs away through a, like, frog shaped door. <laughs> yeah, and. appears in the wall. Oh, I remember. And the funny thing about that is at the very beginning. They go to, uh, they make a point of saying that the Daemonites will die if they don't have the armor host. But, but all of them are just running around in the open and really taking yeah. their time. No, you know, one is feeling Zealot's leg as he crawls up. There was some creepy shit <laughs> going on. There was some creepy shit There's going a, those, on. Yeah. Mm. So long story short, these two are reunited and they basically come back in and save the entire team. Yeah. Was there anything? I mean, nothing really stuck out to me there, except that there's some like weird back and forth. You want to talk about the frisbee? 
we bring it into play now? Uh, yeah. The, like, what happens with it again? Yeah, so the Frisbee wasn't just, like, a tracking device, right? It was actually, like, this weird, um, it had something to do with an interdimensional kind of portal. So it was, like, a portal tracking thing. So Hellspawn, Ghost Rider, could use it to locate Void. Now, he wanted Void. This whole time, with the Reno Bryce and everything else, trapping the rest of the right. Wildcat, just wanted to get his hands on Void. And honestly, who wouldn't? <laughs> um, <laughs> hey! Mm. Put a sticker on that. So, <laughs> so because the little the portal device, the portal frisbee, was stuck with Void, as soon as the moment she figures out what this thing was, she's like, ah, it is a transdimensional portal thing. Disc. Disc thing. We should probably it works like, best when it <laughs> slips into somebody's front pocket of that tight, tight white t-shirt. She's like, we should probably destroy it. Oh my! And then she like fizzles out of existence and basically is teleported back to Lord Hellspont's ship, the Behemoth, where he starts to more or less download her entire consciousness. So right. he is taking, trying to take all the Caribbean's gathered knowledge base from like eons worth of, of their history. And it's working for a while, except now the Wildcats are free. The Wildcats start to wreak havoc. They literally don't really do a whole lot of anything except for one particular character, Maul. Also, well, to be fair, Warblade does say it's blade time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He does say that. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's been resisting it for so yeah. long, and suddenly now he's got a catchphrase. He's been a wildcat like for seconds. Now I got blades for fingers. <laughs> I've been rehearsing this alone in my bedroom for the past 20 years. Now I can finally say it. I've Everybody thought stars. I was crazy when I said it on the bus on the way to the Geek Squad job. But I'll show Evan, them. Evan, if he would have burst out and he was like, it's finger in time, it's I would have been like, what? <laughs> Oh, I gotta go back to the drawing board. Uh, uh, this only... finger's gonna linger. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've only been a monster it's superhero like for two hours. I gotta work on it. <laughs> I get really concerned when Evan does this in a snake oil sense. <laughs> oh, how are you feeling, ladies? <laughs> it's time to fi- want that finger to linger? Then get your very own war blade. Coming to a store near you. Yes, just ask for your Geek Squad representative at your Best Buy and get that war blade. Super uh, today's episode brought to you by Best Buy. That's good. So we have we have all of this culminates in this final battle where I, I gotta go with Dave and say nobody does a fucking thing no. except for Maul who like grows to what thirty feet. Well, we know 30 it's thirty feet tall feet because he has a line of dialogue later uh, that I'll let Evan do his feeling. Please, Evan. Do I do it right now? Well, let's let's set yeah. it up. Let's set it up. So he, okay, he grows right, like. Go ahead, Sean. You were saying he grows like massively big. Now in, they're inside this like contained ship. So the bigger he gets, sure. the more structural damage the ship is. So right. Who's he having so, his uh, little grip? He has a uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. He's got Ghost Rider in. He's got faux Ghost Rider in his in his hand, uh, and and nobody else is really doing anything. And in this moment, like they've opened up the portal and like they're ready to go, which. Evan, I need you to bring this line of dialogue into existence because then I, I get so angry about what happens next. So I got I to gotta say real quick, as Spark, who's not done anything, boring robot, he reminds Lord Hellspont what Maul's power is because he says, when he gets bigger, he gets madder, Hellspont. To which Maul When a 30-foot guy tells you to do something, you better do it! 
Yeah. The mall is actually in the room. It's like he was right here in our hearts. And then, and then he does sort of, he, he is holding Hellspont yeah. in his hand and does a little like, and kind of begins to squeeze yeah, him, but like not a, not a lot. Yeah. Like he just sort of daintily increases his grip like strength slightly. Just like he's like, mm. oh, is that, is that hurting you? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Oh, sorry. Are, you Are you okay? okay? And in this moment, everybody bounces through the portal and Maul shrinks back down to regular size. He throws Hellspont and then he jumps through the portal himself. Now, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, I'm trying, I'm trying to understand mm. this. And if you guys can help me with Probably this, because this has, I know you, I know you, I literally know that you can't because it's, it's the most frustrating thing about this entire episode. They have been having this battle for presumably a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Literally like, thousands of years, like literally thousands of years, thousands of right. years. They've been having this battle, this war, and the main antagonist has been Hellspont and he has been the biggest problem. He has been the biggest cause of headaches for them. He's the reason that they're not very covert in anything that they do. Um, and they have captured him. And Maul has him. And they could probably, in that moment, detain him. At the very him. least. Or just kill him. Or just mushroom. kill him. Just, just flatten him. He is a 30-foot-tall man. You can't tell me that he can't open his hand and just smush him like a bug. You know, the worst part of that... And then the just be like, battle done. The worst part of that is not only that the Wildcats missed out on that opportunity... It's that we, as, as, as viewers, don't get to see any of Hellspawn's abilities or powers. He does shoot lasers out of his hands. But at this point, is, who doesn't on this Everybody show? shoots everybody lasers does. out of their hands. He does it, and Boring Robot steps right in front, gets hit in the chest, and is like, and then builds a shield in front of everybody. <laughs> that's all And that's does. it. You're just... Like, all right. Error, 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 error. That was... Karen! Runboring.exe. It's <laughs> pretty bad. Like we discussed God. earlier, if you want to be a convincing cyborg and pass yourself off as a human, then definitely what you want to do is sound as machine-like as possible mm-hmm. when you speak. Just power yourself down and throw your body into a wood chipper. And then you can be with Karen. Forever. Karen. Ever, Karen. We will be together forever, Karen. Runlove.exe. Oh, so sweet. So, <laughs> so now, as you might have guessed, Warblade's like this... Uh, monster stripper hero shit is like totally sweet. <laughs> I want to be part of this. Let's get it on. I have no idea who you people are. I know nothing about what you fight for. But you've turned me into you a monster. You converted me into a wild covert action team. S. Yes. Don't forget the S. Teams. <laughs> converted Warblade into a wild covert action teams. Welcome to the team. Also, Warblade says, Thanks, Grifter, for giving me my name. That's a weird thing to say. Hey, you little shit. Get out of here. Nobody not... likes you. Hey, guys, you should probably be friends. Can we ah, talk? you're right. Let's all be friends. I don't trust this guy in a fight. Hey, this guy's all right. He came back for us. This guy abandoned us. I don't trust him one bit. Oh, he's got a pretty cool name, and he came back and saved us. I think he's okay. That's the back and forth between Grifter <laughs> and Warblade the entire time, and it's mostly just from Grifter because Warblade's crying at a construction site. Grifter's like this weird schizophrenic kind of back and forth guy. I don't know what's going on with any of these. To be honest with you. Uh, if Grifter it's... sneezed into his mask, would the mask catch it, or would it shoot up, you allowing... You said it's, like, super advanced, whatever, bacterial, so it probably just absorbs it, and it would... powers his... And it shoots gun. it like, back did... into his face? Yeah. But to, Evan, but to Evan's point, like, how does he eat? Like, if, I, if he wanted to, like, drink a beer, like, where does he put oh, it? What's going on under there is my what's... question. 
Uh, at one point they show him with that. Oh, well, the next like episode super, they like show super him. hot looking dude, right? He's, yeah, he's Remy LeBeau. Of That's, course, yeah. <laughs> of course he. Is. Mm. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for that episode. <laughs> do you guys have anything else before we move on to uh, opinions and second opinions? Oh, I'll, Let's do this. I'll, yeah, I'll mention an Easter egg at the beginning of the episode Ooh. that nobody cares Ooh. about. Interesting. So scoop. when... It's a scoop for a 22-year-old cartoon. It's a scoop! A scoop! What a scoop! Uh, so at the beginning of the episode when the Wildcats spaceship is seen like cr- careening and crashing into Earth, they do show a character who is the Wildcats universe's version of Superman, named Majestic, who wears a cape. He's all in white. Feel free to watch the episode again. He's another boring character that they really didn't do anything with, but he has the literal exact same power set as Superman. And sometimes he's seen as their leader, and sometimes he's fucked up, and he's a villain to the team and all that. I don't know if he shows up like interesting. Yeah, I don't know if he shows up later in in, in a later episode or anything. But. Well, they only had 13. So I don't know. If only 13 not. episodes. And the budget was running low. It was rough. I will say in the second one, though, that they had the uh, <laughs> that second episode, other than Karen and all that hilarious stuff with the romance, uh, they have a trio of villains known as the Troika, and they're led by Attica, <laughs> and then there's also Harm, which is one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. It was just like this guy who wanted to be a robot arsenal, so he had basically had his brain like transplanted into like Bastion from Overwatch. Okay, yeah, same thing. So if you guys are familiar with that yeah. game, same thing. And then Slag, who's like this volcano rock monster. So just wanted to mention that if you want to check out more, there are I don't know other why you would. Right? I mean, some of the stuff is fun. Some of the stuff is fun and crazy, and it'll just make you laugh at how bad it is. But Sean, did you have anything else from this episode? No, right. I'm good. You want to jump into, uh, you want to take the first opinion here? Sure. If you, if you can. <laughs> I'll grab the second. Uh, this is, so we, we obviously have some opinions, right. but there are also some other people online that have other opinions that we don't necessarily share. Thank you so much, IMDB, for providing these gems. They are always my favorites. Ah, so let's get into this. This is from Spider Lou from... <laughs> <laughs> 2005. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it through. God, this. I hope Spider uh, Lou's yeah. dead. <laughs> um, it's uh, it is titled "The One and Only Season of Wildcats." That's a, pun. That's a pun right there. The S yes. doesn't mean anything. Why would they put it? No, <laughs> they have a period after it. He, Spider Lou got this wrong, but I do like his pun because in the uh, in the lyrics of the theme song, they're the one, one and only Wildcat. Yeah, nicely done, Spider Lou. Rest in peace. Yeah, John. All right. This CBS cartoon, based on the Image Comics character created by Jim Lee, failed to topple the X-Men bandwagon. I still enjoyed it because I never really read the comics. Therefore, I had nothing to compare it to while watching it. It had a lot of action and a decent but confusing storyline about a good guy group called the Coda battling evil aliens called Damonites. But the animation was not that strong. Points to you, spider Lou. <laughs> the theme song was very catchy, though. Yep. I understand there was not a romance between Grifter and Zealot in the comics, but there was one unnecessarily one, one on this show that added nothing to the story. If that was a confusing sentence, I read it as is. Again, the show Wildcats, like the comic, was no threat to the X-Men in any way. 
but it was entertaining and worth a few looks on DVD. This, or, as far as I know, course, this was never brought on I, the DVD. Um, I can't remember if it was or not, but we clearly know Spider Lou <laughs> did it somewhere or another. Maybe burned mm-hmm. him, I don't know. But I think Spider Lou just hates the X-Men. It seemed like he kept <laughs> bringing like... it back to hating the X-Men. This is actually, Spider Lou is just Jim Lee. It's just Jim Lee. <laughs> this will fool him. This will get him on Spider Lou. DC's going to buy my comics. They're going to buy the Wildcats. This was actually just Stan Lee. Put him into the new 52. Who's my most favorite superhero? The Wildcats. Spider-Man. What's a name that sounds like Lou. Lou. I'm Spider-Lou on the internet. All right, we got Uh, another. We we do have one. We do have one second opinion, and I'm I'm looking forward. Dave, are you taking this one? This one is titled, What an Underrated Show. By Ian R. Mac 14 from the United States. This is back in 2001, so a little closer to when the show was actually still on the air, less than a decade after it went off the air. So. This was a great show. It outdid X Men the Animated Series, both the original and today's <laughs> lackluster kitty oh version in God. all departments. Shots fired! Especially the action. What 2001? Is that like evolution? Yeah, uh, yeah, so it was X-Men yeah, Animated Series, X-Men Evolution, X-Men Evolution. Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men okay. was after that. So Ian R. Mack does not like X-Men Evolution. Noted. The characters were well-developed, the heroes as well as the enemies. My personal favorites were Grifter and Warblade. The animation was fantastic, and the character designs by Jim Lee were amazing. It is a shame not many people got to see this show because of such bad press. I don't think the bad press was what did it. Yeah, the press, the Wildcats press. <laughs> There's all these articles. Headline, Wildcats is terrible. News at 11. This has been spider Lou. That, that smear campaign spider that they ran against smear Wildcats. The <laughs> Wildcats. It was just on, on the, the front of, like, <laughs> U.S. Weekly. Extra, extra. Wildcats Wildcats. Boo, Wildcats. Extra, extra. Wildcats hate America. <laughs> All right, continuing with Ian R. Mac. Let's give him his due here. It was one of the three great Image Wildstorm cartoons, which includes the now-defunct Spawn and the Savage Dragon. Someday I wish this will be released on video so I can relive the battles between the heroic Wildcats and the deadly and frightening Daemonites. Oh, fuck. Uh, Mac, <laughs> you're in luck, buddy. They're all available on YouTube. You can watch them with us anytime you want. Do you have any, anything else from the show before we get to our recommendations? Um, Anything else from the comic versus the show? Anything you want to throw in there? If if you okay, so we were talking about this before the show, yeah. but if you legitimately there isn't a lot of great Wildcats material out there, but if you legitimately want to read good Wildcats stories, there's only two that I can think of, and they're both crossovers with far better teams. The first is JLA Wildcats, which was written by Grant Morrison, mm. and it's actually a really sick story. Sean, have you read it? No, no you just <laughs> just hating. On no, you're just hating Wildcats in general. Uh, oh no, I was hating on JLA. I love no. Wildcats. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and there's also, ironically enough, Wildcats versus X Men, which was who knew? But it's a story that actually goes through time in that it starts in the '60s from when it's the original five X Men, uh, and they meet Grifter and Zealot. And then they have a World War II story where Wolverine teams up with Zealot. Then they have a present day one. And then they have a one in the future. So it actually works pretty well 
for for those stories and just pretty much you can ignore everything else if you if you ever want to know about the continuing adventures of grifter he did have a short-lived series in early 2010s i believe when they had the new 52 52 reboot and everything but they're still about all the wildstorm characters are still bouncing around the dc universe right now and you can see grifter in justice league flashpoint currently available on netflix oh yeah you're right he shows up um as part of the london resistance yep yep Yep. and he gets shot in the face if i remember correctly very real advanced technology for that base bag (laughs) that was just his uh, space face bag was. They made a bag. point to shoot through the face bag. They did. <laughs> Just to be. Fuck your face bag, <laughs> this man. Ain't doing shit. This wasn't. This wasn't good at all. What was this a handkerchief? He told us it was high technology. It was in the cleanest. He's oh. been drinking booze all day. And so, listeners out there, last week your uh, your homework was to go on the Wikipedia page and go and edit some things. This week, what I want you to do: find some footage for all the X Men. Okay, and recut it where they actually meet the animated wildcat i think that'd be fun so let's see if you guys can do that i just want to watch an x-men wildcat cut so like hugh jackman meeting grifter in uh, world war ii or korea wherever he was for that one uh yeah let's do that let's cut them together i i honestly thought that you were gonna say my challenge this week is just to delete their page from wikipedia just just eradicate their presence from our minds erase it no, 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 no. And that actually brings me to the next point. So what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, if you remember from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the villain in that uh, movie destroyed cartoons pretty much forever, completely erased them from existence by submerging them in this chemical soup called the dip. So what we've been doing with terrible cartoons, one has already met the fate of the dip, and one has not so far. So, Sean, for Wildcats, is this bad enough to meet the dip? It doesn't get the dip for it me. It doesn't get the dip. Would you recommend it for uh, viewers out there to check out, though? Uh, I will say this about Wildcats. It is so bad that it's worth watching. It's interesting that it goes like that far on the scale, that it goes past dip, but recommends yeah. to, to be watched. Okay. Like, they were... This team is so committed to failure yeah. that it's almost worth watching them... It's almost worth seeing them fail uh, to understand just how bad this show actually is. And the dialogue is just... Oh, it's atrocious. It's so... Mm-hmm is so laughably garbage that whoever wrote this should be ashamed of themselves. The person who wrote this should get the dip, but not the cartoon. Oh, Spider-Loo. Spider-Loo. Yeah. Spider-Loo. So, Loo. what do you think? Does this get the dip? I would honestly give it the dip. Wow. Because, oh! because at the end of the day, even in the creation of the original comic book, the Wildcats are just the X-Men. It's, like it's really... Basement, it's just bar- they're okay. Z-list X-Men. If you want to watch something... The X-Men, just watch the X-Men animated series because the storytelling is better, the characters are better, and even when the dialogue is terrible, mm-hmm. when Wolverine is saying things like, hey, Tin Woodsman, I'm sending you back to Oz <laughs> in pieces. <laughs> like, you can still enjoy that. That's great. Yeah. That's a ridiculously stupid line. <laughs> but then you have, like, Warblade saying it's blade time, and you just get nothing from it. So I would recommend just, and, and seriously, as a warning, just... Don't watch the theme song or you'll have it in no. your just burrowed into your head like the earworms from <laughs> Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. <laughs> the specific one. <laughs> I think Spider Lou had that happen to him. So it's getting the dip and you're not recommending people check it out. Mm. 
Well, do you recommend they check never... it out before we give it the dip? See, I would it's kind tough. of say watch it once and then just for a before pure... we kill it. Before the dip, and then throw it away. Fair enough. To be forgotten. Before I reveal how I feel about this particular series, Maul actually says a pretty cool line in the second episode that I'm going to ask Evan to read right now. And I think it's time you went for a little dip. It was amazing. As soon as he said that, I was just like, holy shit. Maul just, like, sealed the deal. But no, I'm going to say this doesn't get the dip. It's so crazy. It's such a bizarre kind of outlier as far as like animated um heroic action cartoons that we watched there in the 90s that it's just like one that kind of slipped through the cracks for good reason but it's not as bad uh to erase it from existence so i'll, I'll recommend recommend is such a strong word for this show <laughs> i will say check it out watch the first caution episode. people God. skip <laughs> skip that theme song if you don't want it in your head like evan said for the rest of your life um check it out but we're not going to kill it, as far as I'm concerned. And that's two, two to one against the dip, so it'll live on until uh, next time. You've I'm, doomed us all! I know. It's, we're, we're secretly Damonites. <laughs> Can you see the oh, M gee. stickers? Oh, God, here? I didn't see it before. Man, if we ever do a live show, I'm going to bring a whole bunch of M stickers and M smash stickers. them on people's foreheads. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. All right, Mr. Valentine, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back on thank our show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Do you have anything going on in the next couple of weeks you want the listeners out there to know about? Well... As, as always, feel free to download my album off iTunes or Amazon. That's my stand-up comedy album. It's Evan Valentine. That's what you get for being different. Uh, feel, free to, <laughs> feel free to just, for this summer primarily, I'm just going to continue writing. I write on Collider.com with Dave. The big thing that I'm doing right now for the summer is reviewing the AMC TV show Preacher. Preacher is one of my absolute favorite comic books of all time. And I'm not thrilled with the show. So <laughs> feel free to read some of that, you know, some of that stuff that I write. Feel free to also check out my articles on complex.com, usweekly.com, and a uh, regular entry on comicbook.com with Van Fridays. I write those as well. Fantastic. And where can folks find you on social media if they are so inclined? They can find me on Twitter at EV Comedy, or if you would like to find me on Sony's PlayStation Network playing Overwatch at any given time, feel free to hit me up at the Shaggy Man 64. <laughs> 64. <laughs> you could just go in for Maul. Oh, uh, well, I, I guarantee that was taken. There's already taken oh, a thousand taken. times over. Yeah. Thousands of malls. All right, fantastic. Mm -hmm. We'll have all that information up on our webpage along with whatever Sean has going on this week. I feel like I have an idea. Uh, we have a couple more shows left that are going to be happening at The Source in Washington, D.C. You can check out those uh, shows and the times. It's pretty much every Saturday night uh, at 7.30. You can see me perform with Knox, and you can find ticket information with dc.org. Uh, I also have, I should also be announcing some uh, finalized dates for comedy, an improv comedy festival that is going to be happening in D.C. That is going to be from November 9th to the 12th. Uh, and we're very excited. We have a headliner from the Chicago, L.A. area called Dummy that is going to be performing with us. Uh, so tickets will be uh, available soon. And you can find out more information at districtimprov.org. And as always, you can explore my life, which is total weird, on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. Fantastic. Again, we'll have all that information up on our webpage. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. Head on over to Collider, as Evan mentioned earlier. 
or you can also find me on Nerdist.com and my short fiction over at DaveCrumbore.com. As far as Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can check us out at our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, it's morning with a U, just like mall. You can also find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Uh, check out our new Instagram account that Sean has been uh, spearheading over there. He's got some hilarious stuff. A lot of uh, After Dark stuff going on. Over oh, God. There. We got sponsored by well, you know, uh, Brazzers. It's so, really easy to add the Brazzers logo to a lot of cartoon <laughs> pretty pictures. Good. Pretty good. And just make them real weird. <laughs> You won't find that on our Facebook page, but you guys have been uh, fantastic over there. We love the uh, likes, the clicks, the follows, the comments, fantastic stuff over there. So thank you so much. We also have this uh, audio podcast up on YouTube. So if you want to go over and subscribe there, you'll get this each and every week. You'll also get the free audio podcast each and every week through iTunes and Stitcher. So uh, feel free to check that out if you have not been doing so so far. If you want to suggest a show for a future episode of Saturday Morning Cartoons, drop us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. That is going to wrap it up for the CBS Saturday Morning Kids Block. It has been a weird, wacky adventure. I don't know if it was the best decision. <laughs> Had to but do it's it. The decision that we, it's the decision that <laughs> we did make. It's the decision make. that was made. Uh, so that's Fact. It. Thank you uh, again so much, Evan, for uh, being thank on the you. show tonight. And thank yeah. you for suggesting you, Wildcats back in the day. Um, it's a terrible thing. Thank you very Ooh, much, Evan, yeah. for coming on the show. Now back to much appreciated. Thank you, Wildcats, on a very own YouTube television machine. This has been Saturday Morning Cartoons. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.